0: It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed. Locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin.
1: You're aware that Elon Musk has succeeded in his takeover, his purchase of Twitter. He's put in... I think it's uh, $44 billion or so, and he's raised another $10 billion, give or take, uh, in loans. And he wants to take it private. That's the plan. And short of uh, one of these joke of a federal agency in Washington, D.C., short of them interfering, of course, and they might. The SEC is an ugly place. The FTC is an ugly place. The antitrust division, an ugly place. But nonetheless... This is a positive development, extremely positive. I don't know Elon Musk. I don't know his politics. I don't care about his politics. Twitter was in the back pocket of the Democrat Party. Of course, according to the Marxists in the Democrat Party, it wasn't doing enough for them. But that's their game. Twitter, look what they did to Trump. Look what they did to Trump supporters. Look what they did to scientists and medical experts when it came to the vaccine and on and on and on. And of course, I resigned from Twitter about a year and a half, give or take, ago, uh, because I said even though they hadn't banned me, I didn't like what they did to President Trump and I'm not in third grade and nobody gets to uh, put me in a timeout or suspend me, screw them. And as you know, we left. And then I said, and while I'm at it, I'm leaving Facebook. Facebook is irredeemable. Mark Zuckerterd is irredeemable. He spent $417 million, in my view, to change the results of the election, as have others. Look, I'm being honest with you. The more the facts come out, it's undeniable. Unless you're watching MSNBC or CNN or listening to Dizzy Lizzie Cheney and all the other frauds, phonies, and fools, you're not getting the facts. The facts are starting to come out. Now, that said, Mr. Producer told me that it looks like this takeover by Musk is going to succeed. And then shortly while I'm on the phone with him, he says, actually, it did succeed. I said, OK. We're we ready to ramp up our Twitter account. He said, we're ready to go. And so I tweeted. For the first time in a year and a half. I tweeted. Thanks to new ownership, I decided to return to Twitter. So you can now follow me, a Mark Levin show, at Twitter. But we are not going to show disloyalty to Parler or Getter. What's the new one, Rich? True Social, we've just started with True Social. Rumble, we're going to stick with them. None of that has changed, none of it. So when I post on one, right, Mr. Producer, we'll post on all. So when I post on one, we're posting on all of them. That's all five of them. But on Twitter, we still have 2.6 million followers, even though I left. And I'd like us to build it up to 3 million as quickly as possible, because now Mark is back. And we're going to pound the hell out of the enemy. Now, there's a period between the time when the official transfer of ownership takes place. So I may be temporarily banned by the Marxist oligarchs, of Silicon Valley. So what? So what? So I don't know what's going to happen ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if we'll have to pull out again. I don't know, but for now I want to encourage you to join me. So Mr. Beducer, just to have a marker, where are we now on the various stats here on Twitter? We already have one million impressions? We have 1 million impressions in less than an hour just by my tweeting that I'm coming back. How many followers did we leave? 2.6 2. million. We want to get, as I said, sorry, we want to get that to 3 million. So we want to muscle up now. We want to muscle up now. Again, if we have to reverse course, we will. We're very flexible here. Because I decide. I decide. We're, we're flexible. Flexible. When we say we're going to send MiG-29s, we mean it, don't we, Mr. Producer? I don't know. I don't want Russia. You know. So uh, we'll be in good shape there. And I want to congratulate Mr. Musk. It's going to be a very difficult task. But if people working at Twitter are upset, then fire them so they're not upset. We don't want them to have mental health issues. Fire them and they can go join the DNC or CNN or MSNBC or or maybe the, uh, the NBA. I don't know. Where all the wealthy, uh, ungrateful Americans seem to be. Or ESPN, as a matter of fact. But in any event, uh, we want to congratulate him. I think it's a big deal. And there's a lot for us to get into here, too. They're concerned about this at the White House. They're concerned about this. And by the way, I won't be happy until Zucker turds out, too. Why don't we have, well, you know, we have these billionaires out there who fund rhino candidates, who buy uh, this and buy that, buy this, buy that. Really, they play it safe. They play it safe. We have a lot of billionaires. Uh, they fund J.D. Vance or, the, or whatever it is. I don't know. Don't get me started. I got a few in the front of my mind. One day, one day. But not today. Why don't they they do something serious like Elon Musk just did? And if they're not the wealthiest or second wealthiest or fifth wealthiest man on the planet, well, join with other wealthy billionaires, multi-billionaires, and buy Facebook. And fix it. Now, let me give you a couple predictions here. A lot of conservatives, because of this program and because of what Mr. Musk did, are now going to move over to Twitter and open their Twitter sites. And I want to tell you that's very important. Let's do it. Number two, please maintain your loyalty to Getter and Parler and Rumble and Trust and Truth Social. Please remain loyal to them as well. They fought like hell in the wilderness, and for all we know, we may go back to the wilderness. And I think we need to have our sights on this. Ready for this? By the way, Mediaite is a real sleazeball operation. Do you see the commenters over there, Mr. President? For the first time in my life, I looked at the commenters. Sleazy, foul mouth pukes. And Dan Abrams is fine with that. Dan Abrams and the squirrel that he glues to his head, they're fine with that. Dan Abrams and his sister, a Democrat, was appointed a judge by Obama... His brother's prosecutor that was looking into Trump, but this guy pretends to be a journalist. And then he 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 founds this mediaite. Oh, what a clever name! Nobody knows what the hell it means. And they're basically a knockoff of Media Matters, which is a George Soros operation, of course. All right, let me get back to this. Psaki, at the White House press briefing today. Cut one, go.
0: Quick one on the the breaking news. Twitter agreeing to let
1: Elon Musk uh, purchase, make this purchase. All right, let's slow down. Hello, reporter. Twitter had to agree. Twitter didn't have a leg to stand on. It couldn't say we're not selling for political reasons. First of all, nobody knows what Musk's politics are. He believes in free speech. I guess that's a right-wing idea. You know, white supremacists. But nonetheless, I mean, after all, He did migrate from South Africa. Uh, But the point is, it wasn't that Twitter let him. Twitter had no choice. It's an enormous amount of money, and the shareholders demanded it. Remember, we had a long conversation about this yesterday, and then we brought on the former CEO of McDonald's and all the rest. The job of a corporation is business. It's not social engineering. Free speech is not social engineering. Free speech is an unalienable human right. Go ahead.
0: To that, and does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back
1: on the? So platform? this is a so-called reporter. Hey, uh, let me ask Pasaki, who really is sort of an MSNBC host. Remember, too bad she didn't go to CNN Plus, where we'd never hear from her again. But nonetheless. Here we have a so-called reporter. We don't know her name. What's her face? Excuse me. It. We have an it. We're not allowed to say gender identity here. We have an it. And by the way, Mother's Day has now been changed to it day. It day. Because we don't believe in mothers. And of course, we have a Supreme Court justice in the wings who doesn't know how to define woman. Therefore, she doesn't know how to define mother. Maybe she can define. I can define Jeff Mother Zucker, right? Right, Rich. Anyway, let me continue. So well, here we have Pasaki, who's already in MSNBC, already signed a deal. Pretend she hasn't. Winking a nod. Yep, yep, yep. That sounds good. It's north of you know a million. Okay, okay. I'm not allowed to negotiate, but wink, wink, wink. Uh, and she's concerned, and of course the president's concerned. Not about the mayhem and the mass murders in Ukraine. Oh, he's concerned enough to spend the weekend in Wilmington with his, no doubt, neurologist. But nonetheless, I mean, Dr. Jill, they're concerned about this. Go ahead
0: on a specific transaction uh, what I can tell you is a general matter no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. the president has long been concerned about the power of uh-huh. large social media platforms uh, what they ha- that power they have over our everyday lives has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental r- reforms to achieve that goal including reforms to section 230 enacting antitrust reforms requiring more transparency and more what the hell? And
1: Hey, listen, he's been at the forefront of wanting reforms on there. Oh, yeah. He's come to the defense of free speech over and over and over again. Sure, when they knocked out Trump there, Biden was at the front. Say, hey, I don't agree with Trump, but bring him back. No, he didn't. Biden's not for free speech. He's not for the Bill of Rights at all. Does he speak out for due process for the people who paraded and trespassed on January 6th? No, of course not. He didn't defend the cops when they were under attack by Black Lives Matter, did he? No, in fact, he doesn't even talk about Black Lives Matter anymore or demand that they make good on the financial fraud that they committed. Widespread, I might add. Does he? No. So Biden's always been concerned. So now they want to unleash. This is Pasaki sending a message to the Antitrust Division with Meritless Garland at the helm. This is Pisaki sending a message to the Federal Trade Commission. This is Pisaki sending a message to the Securities and Exchange Climate Commission. Oh yeah, now it's climate. This is Pisaki sending a message. Unleash the power of the federal government against this man. The fact that he would dare to privatize our Twitter Where our agenda is promoted every damn day. That is unacceptable. Mark
0: Levin.
1: In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount.
0: Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. It would be good, I think, if
1: people who believe in free speech would buy up like broadcast companies, don't you think, Mr. Reducer? Buy up broadcast companies if you believe in free speech. You know, who want hosts on their stations who who believe in liberty and can articulate it. That sort of thing. It'd be very nice if that were the case. It's the case in some instances, but not all. You wouldn't believe some of the crap I have to put up. with. I keep very copious notes, though. One day I'm going to write a book, Mr. Producer. You think it'll sell? I think it'll sell. You'd be shocked by some of what a host, just like me, little old me, have to put up with. And so one day that'll be a book. I think I'm going to call it Iacocca. What do you think? Oh, there is one? There was one. No, okay. But I'm quite serious. When I retire, when I'm done, whenever that is, I pull, you know, I keep my little chicken notes. And uh, I'll let you know some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's really quite interesting. I was going to start now, but that's probably a bad idea. So Elizabeth Warren, who's a fool, who lied about her life for most of her life, claiming she was part Native American, when she was never part Native American. I even doubt she's part American. But hey, what do I know? In order to get jobs and in order to move up the chain at Hafford and other places, she knew the game. But she took a slot that otherwise may have gone to a Native American. And she's still a senator. And she still wants to be president. Nothing stops them. It's like this guy Al Franken wants to come back, despite the fact that he was quite, and is, based on the photos and all, the misogynist. Or Joy Reid, the homophobe and the anti-Semite. There she is. She's on MSNBC. But Marjorie, uh, what is that woman's name? The Congresswoman. Marjorie Teller is not fit to sit in the United States Congress. So they bring up this insurrection and they try and stop her. They concoct an insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. They go to a friendly federal court. The judge says, no, I'm not going to dismiss this. I believe the judge is related to some democrat like stacy i don't know but they let the case go on and now she's fighting for the right to actually be a nominee so they turn the constitution against the constitution as i tell you all the time they turn liberty against liberty the idea that maxine waters can be there and omar and talib and uh what else aoc and presley and baker and all the other Marxist clowns can be there. The other hate America, anti-Semites, and all the rest of them. That's fine. Damn, yeah, they would be right to run. How dare you? We got one clown in California. No, it's Hawaii, a Democrat. She hasn't come back to vote since mid-January. I'm afraid. Divine. She keeps doing the proxy, the proxy, the proxy. She's getting paid out there. It's a long flight to Hawaii from Washington. But if you don't want to be in Congress, then what are you doing? Collecting a check, that sounds to me like fraud. But anyway, here we have, every damn week it's something else with Donald Trump. The way they attack this man, the way they attack his finance. You know, funny thing is this. Donald Trump came into office as a multi-billionaire. If he wanted to make more money, the worst thing he could have done is run for president of the United States. If his family wanted to make more money, the worst thing they could have done is be part of his administration and have their dad run for president of the United States. It's the worst thing they could have done. We need his tax returns, and we need his property records, and we want to know what the assessment was. Did he pay enough property taxes on his business? What about the emoluments clause? We actually have foreigners staying at his hotel. We can't have that, and on, and on, and on, and on. Then we have the Obamas, probably now worth a quarter of a billion dollars, getting paid off by one left-wing billionaire after Netflix, which is going in the tank. Congratulations, you and CNN Plus. Plus what? Plus more bullcrap. CNN out. Netflix, bye bye. Comcast, you're next. Subsidizing MSLSD and Joy Reid and uh, Tiffany Cro. Craw- oh, Tiffany. Tiffany? Why are you such a bigot, Tiffany? Then they bring in one loser clown after another, saying the most outrageous things, racist things. But the guys at Comcast don't care. They're wealthy, white guys in Philadelphia. Just bring in the Bucks. A New York judge. Where the hell is this from? CNBC. A New York judge former president Trump in contempt of court for failing to comply with a subpoena for business documents related to an investigation by the state attorney general's office. She runs for office saying that she's going to put Trump in jail. She runs for office saying that Trump is a criminal. And effectively, she's going to chase him down. She's going to use the taxpayer resources and her office to get Trump. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can't have an attorney general that conducts herself this way. This jerk, what's her name? Letitia James. Letitia, would you invite Letitia James on the show, please? Tell it's a big reach we have here. We have a big reach in New York all over the damn place. We would love Letitia James to come on the program, LJ, as we like to call her. We'd like LJ to come on the show, and I want to question her politely, respectfully, as she always is, about this case. I think it would be fantastic, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? Leticia needs to stop hiding behind her friendly reporters and prosecutors. Come out of the closet and have a chat with me. James is investigating the Trump Organization over allegations that it improperly manipulated the state values of various real estate assets to obtain more favorable financial terms for loans and insurance coverage and to lower their taxes. They can accuse any one of you who owns a home of the same damn thing. They can accuse any one of you who owns a business of the same damn thing. Any one of you who owns a farm or ranch of the same damn thing. What you try to do, right? is when they come out and they do their assessment, So wait a minute, that guy over there, this guy over there, that's not worth as much as you say. They're trying to jack it way up so they can bankrupt you with their property taxes, and you're arguing against it. No, 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 it should be lower because of ABC, X, Y, Z. There's no reason to subpoena business records to try and turn a civil investigation into a criminal case. There's no reason for this. And this jerk, excuse me, this judge knows it. A New York judge held former President Trump in contempt. I hold them in contempt. What do you think of that? I hold that January 6th committee in contempt. The contempt finding by Judge Arthur Engoron in the Manhattan Supreme Court. Now, New York does things differently. Their Supreme Court is their lowest trial court. Everywhere else in the world, it's the highest. In New York, it's the lowest court. What are you, sir? I'm on the uh, Supreme Court in New York. Wow. You're a bigwig. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You're a little snot. The contempt finding by Judge Arthur N. Garone in Manhattan Supreme Court. Can you imagine any of you having a case in front of a judge in Manhattan? Can you imagine that, Mr. Producer? Oy, Gewalt. It's like having a case in Washington, D.C. if you're a Trump supporter. Oh, excuse me. Let's see here. The contempt finding by Judge Arthur Engoron in Manhattan the Supreme Court came after more than a two hour hearing in which lawyers for New York Attorney General Leticia James blasted Trump for dragging his feet and turning over the demanded documents. We demand that you give us what we want so we can incriminate you and we demand it immediately. What do they want? They have access to all the property records. They have access to the taxes. They have access to assessor reports. They can send out assessors out there now. What do they want? We subpoenaed every... We want the information. What? I don't know. Isn't it interesting you don't get this in the story? James is investigating the Trump organization over allegations that it improperly manipulated the stated values of various real estate assets. Well, that's an allegation. They manipulated... The real estate asset values. Well, if you know that, that's your allegation. Well, what are you subpoenaing? You've already drawn your conclusions. Mr. Trump, I know you take business seriously and I take mine seriously. I hereby hold you in civil contempt. Judge Er Erdogan, is it Aragon? Is he the head of uh, Turkey too? Said, although Trump was not in the courtroom, Reuters report. So now we have a drama queen in black robe in the Manhattan court yelling out the Mr. Trump, and he knows Mr. Trump's not there. doesn't matter. It's like that jerk judge in Central California holding Trump responsible for an insurrection. It's not even his case. There's nothing in front of him. What do you make of that, Roberts? Well, I have to check with Tommy Friedman next time we're at the ballet together over there at the Kennedy Center. we got to take a good... Maybe when I'm getting the super large box of M&Ms, you know, I like the M&Ms with peanuts. Uh, it's less likely to melt in your hands, uh, particularly uh, on a hot, uh, you know, day uh, like it was today. That said, I do prefer a zero Coke to a diet Coke, and maybe I'll have. A- Shut up, you idiot, Judge. Engarone cited Trump's repeated failures to turn over material sought by James investigators. Uh, judge, do you have a problem with what she said when she was running for office? Of course not. Of course I don't know. What do you think I am? I'm a judge. The fine associated with the contempt order immediately takes effect. James prop- promptly tweeted Today justice prevailed. No, today justice didn't prevail, you radical kook. Today, justice prevailed. Same party, one of the most radical cities on the face of the earth. Today, justice prevailed. Yeah, we targeted Trump. I told you I was going to target Trump. Oh, yeah, I'm going to screw him over big time. He wouldn't give me more stuff so I could attack him. No, no, even though we have all of their tax records, even though we have all their assessment records, even though we have everything we need, we subpoenaed it and he wouldn't give it. Today, justice was done. You jerk.
0: Mark Levin.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling, wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
0: You're listening to the
1: best of Mark Levin. The Biden crime family, how can it possibly be that Donald Trump, a man who's innocent of all allegations, all allegations ever leveled against him, ever. The most investigated man probably in modern American history, who's still being investigated by Democrats in Manhattan, two district attorneys, two districts, actually one district attorney, one attorney general, being investigated by a Democrat district attorney in Georgia being investigated by a Kabbalah Democrats on a Stalinist committee with two Rasputin never Trumpers. Four investigations having already been investigated by Congress, having already been investigated by a special prosecutor, having already been investigated by the media, the phonies and frauds and the corrupt media. But Joe Biden, not even a special counsel. Meritless Garland was at a budget hearing today, and he was asked by Senator Bill Hagerty of Tennessee, well, why aren't you appointing a special counsel? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, millions and millions in farm money, and we had Peter Schweitzer on this program yesterday. He said over $30 million went into the Biden family from foreign governments and foreign front companies. Over $30 million! It's all right there. It's all papered. Even if it was $50,000, that would be too much. People have been charged with felonies for less. But no special counsel Meritless Garden being questioned by Bill Haggerty, Senator Tennessee. Cut seven, go.
2: Under what circumstances do you consider or how do you evaluate whether you would appoint a special counsel? Uh, I think this this is a fact and law question in each case determining uh, uh, and depending upon how cases go forward and a question of whether the Justice Department uh, with its normal processes can should continue i want to be clear though special counsels are also employees of the justice department we don't have an independent counsel statute anymore um uh, both the democrats and the republicans experimented with this and i, I think probably in the end neither side okay, likes. Let's,
1: let's, let's, let let's slow down because i know something about this he didn't ask about the independent counsel statute which is long gone The attorney general does, in fact, have the power to deputize somebody as a special counsel and bring that somebody within the purview of the Department of Justice, in which they can then hire various prosecutors. We know this is true as a matter of fact, and we also know this is true because that's how Mueller was appointed. There's a regulation at the Department of Justice that needs to be followed. That's all. So he didn't ask if there is a statutory requirement. He asked, "What's the basis for making such an appointment?" Go ahead.
2: Why we ended up with um, uh, the law not being reauthorized, uh, but in any event, a uh, special counsel is also an employee of the Justice Department. Have you the had special any? Special
1: counsel is an employee of the Justice Department in the sense that I just said, in the same sense that Mueller was an employee of the Justice Department. But the reason you appoint a special counsel is because they're not selected in the usual political way. That's why a special counsel is important. Notice how they downplay a special counsel but demanded one when it came to Trump. You notice that, Mr. Producer? We must have a special counsel. We cannot trust the Justice Department to investigate Donald Trump on what basis? It doesn't matter. We need a special counsel for Russia collusion. And we now know this was a complete setup by Clinton, by the DNC, and by the Democrats in Congress and the Obama administration, all working hand in glove. The most disgraceful failure of our justice system in our lifetimes, which is not under investigation, by the way. Not by Congress, by Dorm, yes, but not by Congress. Go ahead.
2: About whether to do this. Again, I think our internal deliberations have to stay within the department.
1: He didn't ask you about your internal deliberations. He said, have you had any consideration about whether to do this? That's a yes or no question. There is no reason, ladies and gentlemen, for a lack of transparency on this. And I will tell you that they're not discussing it at all. You just heard what the man said. They're not discussing it at all. Cut eight. Go.
2: General Garland, do you have any reason to dispute the evidence that indicates that President Biden was involved with and using money from Hunter Biden's business deals? Senator, uh, uh, following the longstanding rule of the Justice Department, we don't discuss investigations or evidence that may may or may not be relevant to investigations. That's a matter um, for the United States Attorney's Office that's investigating the case.
1: Yes, but when you do appoint a special counsel, as one was appointed against Trump, for no basis whatsoever, you at least need to make a a pretextual argument and provide that under the regulation at the Department of Justice. So he doesn't even do it. He, He has no intention of doing it. Period. So the pressure needs to be maintained. I don't hear it coming from McConnell, who, by the way, you know the Republican most despised on Capitol Hill is Mitch McConnell? And yet the Republican senators keep voting him as their leader. We want the most despised Republican who cannot communicate with the American people. We want him to be our leader because you have a bunch of anyway. So. Good questioning by Haggerty. But folks, if there is ever reason for a special counsel, this is it. Oh, I know you'll get former federal prosecutors. Well, if you do that then the thing will be silent for two or three, uh, excuse me. This uh, U.S. attorney, to the best of our knowledge, is not investigating Joe Biden, he's investigating Hunter Biden. And the reason presidents hate special counsel is because they're dragged into these things and they're questioned under oath, or they have to provide answers under oath. The U.S. attorney reports directly, ready? Ready? directly to the Associate Attorney General of the United States, the number three, who in turn reports to the Attorney General of the United States. Now, there are some offices in between, but most of them are administrative. The Executive Office of the United States Attorneys, mostly bureaucratic, and uh, there is the Public Integrity Section of the Criminal Division, which often the U.S. Attorney will coordinate with, but in the end, it's the U.S. attorney communicating with the associate attorney general. And then, of course, communicating with the attorney general. And I can tell you somebody who sat in, in these various meetings. The attorney general, the deputy attorney general, the associate attorney general, the assistant attorney general for the criminal division. The deputy assistant attorney general who oversees the public integrity section. And the U.S. attorney are often in sort of group communication on a high visibility, a high level case. There is a cover up and obstruction taking place now at the highest levels of the department of justice. That's my accusation to do whatever is possible to protect Joe Biden and prevent the appointment of a special counsel. I'm not even interested in discussing the policy aspect of this. I'm telling you that if there was ever a case for a special counsel, this is it. I didn't say an independent counsel under the independent counsel statute. And he's right. As a matter of fact, it did lapse. So what? That has nothing to do with this. It lapsed long before Mueller was appointed to investigate Trump. The difference is a special counsel has a single focus on a single individual. Sometimes it'll broaden to other individuals. And it's very difficult to interfere with the work of a special counsel, just as Bill Barr kind of pulled back and others pulled back when it came to Mueller. I'm just saying it's very difficult. No, you can't investigate that. No, you can't. Those kind of traditional decisions are not made. You're given an unlimited budget. You're given a mandate to determine whether that one individual or that family or those companies did X, Y, Z, whereas a U.S. attorney's office is busy with multiple cases. Scores and scores of cases, depending on how big it is. Southern District of New York, hundreds and hundreds of cases. So they're desperate to keep a special counsel as far away from Biden as as they possibly can, just as they were desperate to have one appointed as fast as they could to go after Trump. There was no predicate to appoint a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump. None! And we have at least 31 million predicates here and more to investigate not just Hunter Biden, but the whole Biden mob
0: clan. Mark Levin. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible This is the best of Mark Levin.
1: This is what I mean about the American first fraud. It's not you folks. I'm for America first. You're for America first. But these people who hide behind the banner, the bumper sticker, and don't really mean it. They can't possibly mean it. Three times now, Putin's regime has threatened to use nuclear weapons against us. Three times. Ain't that they're apologists for Putin. And then they claim they're not. And then they claim that you and I, we, America, has provoked Putin, provoked him to invade Ukraine, provoked him to threaten us with nuclear weapons. That we're the provocateurs. Now, I think that Joe Biden's weakness in Afghanistan and elsewhere helped provoke him, but I'm not talking about that. When you listen to them and they claim they're for America first, and they're against the Republican establishment. The problem is they're for the, the Russian establishment. Should be opposed to both. We don't have American soldiers there. They're Russian soldiers there in a country where they shouldn't be. It almost sounds like their concern isn't so much for American soldiers getting wounded, they're not there. It's for Russian soldiers getting wounded and killed. And that America provoked the whole damn thing. I mean, after all, according to Rand Paul, so many of these countries were part of Russia in the 1920s. Wow. No wonder the guy can never support Israel. Israel didn't have his independence till the 1940s. Well, we're looking at the 1920s. Why look at the 1920s? Look at the 1820s. Look at the 1720s. How about we look 3,500 years ago at Judea and Samara? Oh, no, we can't do that. These are the kind of jackass arguments they have to make. They're not worried about American soldiers. There's no American soldiers there. Nobody's promoting that idea. Even a couple knuckleheads who did a pulled back, like this guy, Senator Coons from uh, Delaware. He humiliated himself. But you don't even hear that from Lindsey Graham. So that's a false argument. So what is it that they're concerned about? Killing Russian soldiers. Upsetting Putin. But don't worry, they're not worry they are not putin supporters. No, 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 no. America first. Taking out Soleimani, they oppose that too. Very provocative, you know. Why do we care? Let Soleimani do whatever he wants to do. They're trying to get ICBMs with nuclear warheads to kill us. Do we have to wait around to prove the point? Don't we have a God-given right to live and to act before? They point a nuclear weapon between our eyes? It's a dangerous world out there. America first does not mean putting your head in the sand. That's what Rand Paul wants and some of the Putinoids want. That's fine. But that's them. They try to wrap themselves in MAGA country. They try to wrap themselves in Reagan, peace through strength. But they're not. There's not a dime's worth of difference between their foreign policy and Bernie Sanders. Not a dime's worth of difference. Looming ground battle is crucial phase in Ukraine, U.S. official says. Washington Compost, Rheinstein Air Base, Germany. Should we shut that, too? How many American lives were lost? We have that air. Should we get rid of that, our main air base in Germany? Yeah, what do we need to be there for, right? To protect us. That was the thinking. U.S. military officials assess that a crucial, perhaps decisive phase of the Ukraine war is shaping up in the eastern part of the country. Where Russian troops may surround Ukrainian forces in hopes of pummeling them in an epic, long-distance ground battle reminiscent of the last century. Do any of you support this? Do any of you oppose us sending the Ukrainians the kind of weapons they need to defend themselves? Not in this audience. You're red-blooded Americans. You don't believe in this crap. The poor Russians. But for we, the American people. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing. you got to be drunk on your own stupidity to make such an argument. U.S. shipments of heavy artillery and counter-artillery radar, tactical drones, armored vehicles, and other equipment are being rushed to Ukraine before tens of thousands of troops, amounting to up to half the Ukrainian army, are caught in what is known as a double envelope. In other words, a panzer, a... a, uh, Pinzer movement that would bring them under simultaneous attack from two sides. This is why I regret we have this commander-in-chief such as he is. These weapons should have been gotten to the Ukrainians a long time ago. I mean, we see the Russian forces building. We have real retired former generals on TV with maps showing us what the Russians are doing. Russian success in the southern city of Maripol, where its forces have been battling Ukrainian resistance for weeks, would free up thousands of Moscow's troops to head north and potentially meet up with additional Russian forces. Those 2,000 special forces are fighting to death. They're fighting to the death. They have refused to surrender because they know they would be slaughtered anyway. They're fighting to the last man. And they're trying to keep the Russians... As busy as they can down there, so they don't hook up with other Russian, Syrian, Wagner Group forces. And by the way, what did you think about my interview with the Georgetown professor about the Wagner Group? Was that not shocking? Is it not shocking we haven't taken that group out? It's shocking to me. It's anticipated the battle will be fought at a distance. The Russians are using less armor than previously. Without the blitzes that characterized some of their early forays into Ukraine and returning to their more traditional doctrine of using artillery. Now, their basic artillery piece is relatively old. Our new artillery piece can actually travel two-thirds further than theirs, that is, than their munition. And that's what we're desperately trying to get to the Ukrainians. And it's going to take a week to 10 days to train them how to use it, because they're not used to our artillery pieces, our advanced artillery pieces. But what they say they really need, and we're not giving them, are these missile launchers, which go much further, of course. So they can strike at the center of the Russian army, the Russian forces. Including on the border. And in my wildest dreams, I wish the Ukrainians could take it to the Russians in Russia. And let the Russians know a little bit of what it's like. Where the front line of Russian forces ends up after what is expected to be a grueling battle lasting weeks, if not months. will go a long way to determine the West's future force posture in Europe. The Ukrainians cannot hold their positions, let alone push the Russians back. There will be little to stop Russian forces from again turning all their attention to the central parts of the country and perhaps beyond where they would go after the capital again, Kiev. Which started with 4 million people. God knows how many are there now. Putin having initially indicated he planned to control most or all of Ukraine, has reformulated his public objective to claiming the East, but Western officials remain uncertain of his ultimate goal, or any time limit he has set for it. Putin is battling also for his life, if you understand. We're sending them, among other things, uh, 72 155 millimeter howitzers, Whose range, under certain circumstances, is triple that of the Soviet era 152 millimeter artillery currently in Ukraine. Trained artillery operators have been brought out of Ukraine in recent weeks to learn how to use the more advanced weapons. These classes have been reduced to two weeks, from two weeks to an average of six days. The U.S. is also sending at least 121 Phoenix Ghost tactical unmanned aerial systems. Armed drones that have both reconnaissance and attack capabilities. While far larger, the Russian force the Ukrainians will face is seen as demoralized and depleted after its failed attempt at quick victory following the February 24 invasion. One question is what the Russians have learned from their poor showing in other parts of Ukraine. Were overestimate, an overestimate of their preparedness and skills and an overestimate of Ukrainian. Adaptability and perseverance scuttled their plans for a quick takeover of Kiev. I know, but they've now joined together in this huge force. So I'm guessing the morale is a little higher. I agree with General Kellogg. I agree with former national security advisor to President Trump on that team, anyway, Fred Flights give them everything they need as fast as possible because we cannot allow that war to widen into countries where we do have alliances specific obligations that we created that they entered into and then you will have American troops and America direct engagement That's why you help the Ukrainians in every way you can to defeat the Russians in Ukraine, to push them back. And in the meantime, what we should be doing right now is arming the Taiwanese so they can protect themselves. Because it'll be virtually impossible to arm them once China attacks that island virtually impossible and I don't believe this administration will do it and you won't have NATO nations leading like you have now with Poland Bulgaria Britain and other countries on the border with Ukraine it'll be us the Aussies the Japanese perhaps the Philippines and perhaps the South Koreans. But China's a much more formidable force. I'm just being honest. And we will still have the weak underbelly in our own country accusing us of provoking Xi, us of provoking the communist Chinese military. Because that's what they do. And then they claim they're for America first. I want to strongly encourage and remind you folks in Ohio you have a fantastic candidate Josh Mandel put aside all endorsements endorsements of Mandel put aside my endorsement put aside Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Jim Jordan President Trump put aside all the endorsements and think for yourselves you have one battle-hardened candidate Who is a traditional constitutional conservative. Who is a true American firster. And who defended Donald Trump from the first day. You have another man who's backed by a billionaire by the name of Peter Thiel. Who's trying to select the senator for Ohio. Who's put millions and millions of dollars into a pack. Like Soros does for the left. And he's doing the same in Arizona and other places the problem is he's not picking the constitutional conservatives i don't know what leads somebody to endorse this guy or the other guy but josh mandel is the real deal and i think that's why they fear him i really do jd Vance is a johnny come lately that's enough with johnny come Latelys. enough already
0: Mark. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. Have you ever heard of
1: Jonathan Swan? Johnny. He has, I think it's a British accent. Maybe it's Aussie. It doesn't really matter. He's a pretend journalist. So he's on Twitter. Apparently he's obsessed with Twitter. And he's following me. And he takes exception to the fact that I talk about these never-Trumpers. And he writes the following tweet. I just responded, but I will respond on the air. Not that any of this matters, because 80% of Republicans have reinvented themselves as Trump diehards just to survive. But this tweet thread reminds me of the summer of 2016. At that time, Levin was a passionate never-Trumper, And Thiel was on the Republican National Committee stage endorsing Trump. That's not correct. Those of you who listen to this show and have listened to you know the whole story of this. But Wikipedia and the Never Trumpers and the phony journalists just keep regurgitating it. There's no fixing it because they don't care. But I'll remind you. What happened was a Roger Stone, and this is an individual who I think was abused, abused in the prosecution, in the SWAT team, and I said it over and over again. But way back then, I'm doing this by racket. he either said something or wrote something that was vile and dishonest about me. And by the way, he later apologized too, but it doesn't matter. This is the way Jonathan Swan swings. And I said, okay, count me as a never-Trumper. I was furious. A day or two or three or a week, whatever it was later, candidate Trump calls me. And he says, Mark, what happened? I thought you liked me. And I thought after the primary, if I won, you were going to support me. I said, well, I was. But I can't have this. And he said, but Roger's not part of the campaign. And he doesn't speak for me. I speak for myself. He's a friend. But I never said those things. And I went on air and said exactly what Trump said. And that I would not be a never-Trumper. You remember all that, Mr. Producer? Why is it so hard for people to understand this? Because they don't want to. Because Johnny Swan, if that is his name, Johnny Swan has a narrative, and that's the way it is. It's right in its first sentence. Eighty percent of Republicans have reinvented themselves as Trump diehards just to survive. Look, maybe it doesn't go back six years, but we have archives right on my MarkLevinShow.com. I don't know if it goes back six years, but we've laid it out there. I have nothing to hide. I support who I want. I oppose who I want. But what I reject is is the lying and the rewriting history. I think Donald Trump was a great president and I've defended him. And I will continue to do so against the likes of Johnny Swan and his ilk in the corrupt media. But the jerk can't even get this right. Can't even get this right. Besides, what does this have to even do with what I said? In fact, he's backed by billionaire Peter Thiel with millions in PAC money because he is, that is J.D. Vance. It's always been a big favorite of the corporatist Hollywood elite. That is J.D. Vance. That's his record, no matter how his surrogates and, com- and commercials seek to remain. So Johnny's Swan, if that is his name, thinks he's got me. I got gotcha, you. Got gotcha, you. Right here. on. I got gotcha. you. Not that any of this matters because 80% of Republicans have reinvented themselves as Trump diehards just to survive. I don't need anybody to survive. But this tweet thread reminds me of the summer of 2016. At that time, Levin was a passionate never-Trumper. I was a passionate supporter of Cruz in the primary. And Thiel was on the RNC stage endorsing Trump. I'm talking about J.D. Vance, reading comprehension Johnny but you have my background wrong you have the events wrong you have the individual wrong who does he write for Axios figures that's like the lowest level of the feeding chain for the media so called Johnny now if you disagree with me call the phone 877 you don't need to hide behind Twitter or whatever else you do Come on. But it's a strange post. Not that it matters, of course. I mean, you guys are schmuck. All right, let's go on to real stuff. Inflation. The Democrats created this inflation. The Democrats created shortages of fuel, driving up the price. Now we don't have excess fuel to give to the Europeans who need it because the Russians are blackmailing them. And it's only going to get worse. So energy independence is and always has been a national security issue as well as an economic issue. We finally achieve it under Trump, Johnny Swan. We finally achieve it. And Biden destroys it. Then they give out these fake leases, 80% less leases. They massively increase by about a third the royalties should you happen to find any oil or natural gas. In these leases and they've been blocking the actual uh, approval licenses you need a license to do the drilling the lease is the first step there are many steps in between so they they try and deceive you they lie to you right Johnny Swan you're you're well familiar with this being part of the corrupt media so now inflation people are furious about inflation So the Democrats have an answer. Forgive hundreds of billions of dollars in student debt to people who went to college, which I'll get to in a minute. Raise taxes on American corporations and on capital gains. And many of you pay capital gains tax. You may not realize it. But when you sell, say you have even a meager ownership of stocks, or if you have a second property and you sell it, you're hit with a capital gains tax. You don't have to be a multi-billionaire to be hit with a capital gains tax. So it's not, it's not a uh, class warfare thing. So the point is, their answer is what? More government spending. You're going to pick up those loans, either directly or through inflation. You can't just wipe them out. You are going to pick up the loans of people in many cases who are much wealthier than you. That's number one. Number two, they want to raise taxes. Now, in the middle of a what's becoming a hyperinflationary period, if you raise taxes on individuals and or businesses, and I don't care how much they make or whatever it is, you're going to push this country from what is clearly a burgeoning recession to a potential depression. Because this is exactly how FDR took a lousy, horrible economy a recession and turned it into a depression more government spending more government printing takes us pulls us off the the uh the uh, silver standard the gold standard rather and then massive tax increases massive government regulations and for 10 years this country couldn't pull out of this That's the prescription of the Democrat Party, right, Johnny Swan? I'm sure you're going to tweet about this. You really need to. Or maybe you should get a real job at Media Matters. Nonetheless, here's Chuck Schumer at a press conference yesterday. Cut six. Go. If
2: you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts and raise rates. No Republican is ever going to do that. So the only way to get rid of inflation is through reconciliation.
1: So he wanted to say raise taxes. Listen carefully. Do this again. Go.
2: If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. He wanted to
1: say raise taxes. Later, he says raise rates. He wanted to say raise taxes. So, ladies and gentlemen, according to the leader of the Democrats in the Senate, Chucky Schmucky Schumer, the only way to get rid of inflation is to raise taxes. But don't worry, they won't raise taxes on you. Do you believe that? Do you believe they won't raise taxes on you? When they said, they're going to spend all this money, they're going to make your life easier, they're going to do this, we got inflation. We talked about that a year ago. Johnny Swan, I wonder if he reported that. I did say that, Johnny. And they raised taxes. I mean, uh, uh, inflation. They created this massive inflation. What is it effectively raising taxes on you? And they don't want any accountability for it. They don't want any responsibility. They learn nothing. Just think about it. If they had had their way the build back better, we'd be another 5 or $6 trillion in the hole, by some estimates, including mine. Another 5 or $6 trillion on top of what they already spent. If they're able to raise taxes, then you'd have massive tax increases, so you'd have more massive government printing and spending, more massive borrowing, Massive tax increases. Where would we be today? We'd be completely in the toilet. Completely in the toilet. So what are the Democrats going to do about inflation? Here's John Ossoff, the latest Marxist elected from Georgia. Uh, This guy is a trust baby. His parents are worth a fortune. But so what? He's for the little guy cut seven go when somebody says to you what are democrats doing to address inflation what do you say
2: Well, look, the economic stress uh, that begins with the global pandemic, unprecedented effects on supply chains, uh, unemployment in the middle of 2020, that was over 14 percent, massive economic ripple effects in in, uh, every region of the world, um, and a massive fiscal and monetary response. All the associated shocks to our logistics infrastructure have all taken a toll. Uh, Families in my state of Georgia and families across the country are struggling with the rapidly prized, ra- rapidly rising prices of staples like groceries uh, and gasoline congress has a role to play the fed has a role to play uh, because it's something that affects families in my state and states across the country every single day
1: anybody hear an answer there did you mr producer johnny johnny swan did you hear an answer i didn't hear an answer